destiny, destiny, new image. Get inspired, be transformed. Good evening. This is Melvin Thornhill. And this is Robin Thornhill. Welcome to Destiny New Image Ministries Podcast. Hi, and welcome. This is Melvin. Thank you for joining me once again for my evening podcast. This is podcast number 51. And tonight's topic is entitled, The Image of of spiritual warfare. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for just another opportunity, being able to bless your name, being able to lift you up and to give you the praise that is rightfully due to you. Father, we ask that you would be with us tonight, direct us, guide us, and lead us in scripture. Give us insight. Father, bless the mothers that are celebrating Mother's Day today. Father, they have done great things in raising their children. We thank you for the mothers. And Father, right now, I ask you to bless my listening audience. In Jesus' name, amen. The scriptural basis for this topic tonight is found in Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 17. The book of Ephesians is a letter that Paul penned while locked up in a Roman jail. He's writing back to the church in Ephesus, the Christians that he had birthed a few years back, to reemphasize to them the grace of God and that they were to walk worthy of the vocation that they had been called to. And Paul finds himself that he needs to address certain things. But at the conclusion of his letter that he wrote to them, this is the point I want to share with you tonight. He tells them about putting on the whole armor of God. But that's where I want to share with my friends and my listeners tonight is about our victorious position in Christ Jesus and how we're supposed to put the armor of God on and walk in that armor. Okay, now let's get started. The image of spiritual warfare. When I use the word image, I am saying the portrait. The word image is the same as saying a portrait or a picture. The picture we should have in our eyes that our eyes should be fixed on on a daily basis is our victorious position in Christ Jesus for what he won for us at Calvary and even more so when he rose from the dead. We don't fight for a position of victory. We fight from our position of victory. Let me say this so you'll know it and you'll always remember it. The devil is defeated. God is exalted and Jesus is Lord. No weapon formed against us can prosper 
from our position of victory. The Bible says that the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Now, under the umbrella of grace in the New Testament, the struggle for us is over. Jesus has won a victorious battle and we receive the victory because we are one with Christ. But Jesus said, in the world, you shall have temptation, tests and trials. But Jesus said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And because we are one with him, that makes us overcomers too. For in another passage of scripture, it says that we overcome the world by our faith, our faith in God. So you have to understand in the world, we have challenges, we have tests, we have temptations for the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life are all vehicles that the devil uses to try to get us off course from trusting in God. For we are not of this world. We're just passing through. But while we're passing through, we are victorious in Christ Jesus. So let's turn to the scriptures now. Once again, in Ephesians, the uh, sixth chapter and the 10th verse, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let's, let's just work on these scriptures just for a moment. Be strong in the Lord, not be strong in Melvin. Be strong in what Christ has accomplished for us in his meritorious victorious uh, of defense against Satan when he won and was resurrected from the dead. Be strong in the Lord. Abide in him. Be strong in the word of God, the word of God inside of you. And the next scripture says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness, against the, uh, of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. These forces, my friend, these forces, spiritual, the spiritual world is coming against us to try to overthrow us. But the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down all types of images or imaginations or thoughts that the devil would try to put in your mind. We are to use our armament for one specific reason, as I'm going to share with you in Ephesians. The only fight that we have is a fight of faith. And that fight of faith that we have, my friend, from our victorious position in Christ is to stand. To stand against, the Bible says, resist the enemy. The Bible says, neither give place to the devil. We are to stand in the things of God and resist the enemy. It's not our job to fight him because he's already defeated. He is a defeated foe. 
So we're going to find out more about this armament and the way that we should wear it. That's important. We wear it from our victorious position in Christ Jesus. Verse 13 says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. Now, the evil day is a day of testing in the Bible. The day of trials. The day that you're going to be tempted by the enemy to go in a different direction that God has assigned for you to live and to walk in. That is the evil day. We must be aware of it because we're not we're not unaware of the devil's devices. We must be vigilant, always aware that there are no cessations of hostilities from the enemy. He is always trying to seek someone that he may devour. Now, the next verse says, verse 14 says, stand therefore having your loins girt with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet charred with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And I just want to pause there just for a moment, because to me, those those particular scriptures are making reference to having thorough knowledge about the word of God, even though Paul is using as an analogy the armament of a Roman soldier as he's in prison. He gives descriptive items that they wear, the breastplate, the loins girt with truth, the different articles that they're wearing to describe spiritual things that we are supposed to know about and also supposed to have in our lives. So when he talks about these particular things here, your loins girt about with truth, that's knowledge of the word of God, the breastplate of righteousness, knowing that you're in right standing with God, no more condemnation, no more guilt, that I have been put right with God. I have a birthright now, as a born again believer, that I am right with my father. These are the things that we need to keep in mind when we are in a battle fighting against the enemy that is trying to overthrow us and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Wherever you go, you have the word of God available and ready to share it with those that need to be saved. Then in verse number 16, verse number 16 says, and above all, above this foundational basis of knowledge that I just shared with you in these verses, above all, this is what you need to do. Take the shield of faith where you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Friends, these are our weapons, our weapons of mass destruction against Satan. We can win every battle because we're already victorious in Christ. When we take the shield of faith to quench every single fiery thought that comes into our minds, 
that try to get us to go in another direction than what God has assigned for us. We can quench those fiery darts and take the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation deals with your mind, having an understanding of salvation and the deliverance that God has brought to you. Protect your mind. Protect your mind is very important. Your eye gate, your ear gate, any entrance point that the devil can use to get thoughts in your mind. And then the sword of the spirit. What is the sword of the spirit? The sword of the spirit is the word of God. The word of God that you speak out of your mouth. Every time Jesus was tempted in the wilderness to sin against God, he said, it is written. It is written, my friend, that we are to agree with what God says about us. God says we're redeemed. God says we're healed. God says we're on top. God says we're victorious. God says we're overcomers. God says we're triumphant. God says we're more than conquerors. My job is to agree with God with my confession of faith to stand firm as the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and speak that word in agreement against any encrosion from the enemy. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for another opportunity of being able to share this word with my listening audience. Father, bless them, help and encourage them to see that they're already victorious in their walk with God. No weapon formed against them can prosper. They are the redeemed. They are victorious. They are on top. And Father, tonight, we recognize this is an evening that we share with our mothers and time with our family because this is Mother's Day. Father, bless them as they spend their, their, their time this evening with their, with their moms. Be with them. Father, bless them as a unit. Bless them as a family. And I, once again, thank you for joining me, my friends. And be blessed because you are blessed. We can't end the podcast tonight without giving those of you who do not know the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior an opportunity to get to know Jesus, to get to know the Father as truly our Father. So Melvin will lead you at this point in a word of prayer. I just share with you, if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Please simply pray the following prayer in faith, and Jesus will be your Lord. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Your word says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I am calling on you. I pray and ask Jesus to come into my heart and be Lord over my life, according to Romans 10, 9, and 10, that if I shall confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 
For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I do that now. I confess that Jesus is Lord, and I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. I am now reborn. I am a Christian, a child of Almighty God. Hallelujah. I am saved. You also said in your word, if you then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? And Luke eleven thirteen, I'm also asking you to fill me with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, rise up within me as I praise God. I fully expect to speak with other tongues, as you give me the utterance. In Jesus' name, amen.